we're here for episode 400. We're going to mix things up a little bit because this is a landmark occasion. So we're going to do essentially the end at the beginning. We're going to do our Joey Gallo update first. What a do It's the Joey Gallo update. Joey Gallo, I mentioned last week, he's a piece of crap. I'm sorry. He has been below 200 for, gosh, I think most of the season at this point. And uh, it's continued. He was at 179 last week. He's getting less at bats. He uh, had uh, three at bats on Wednesday. Uh, no official at bats yesterday, Thursday the 3rd. And two official at bats on Tuesday and one at bat on Sunday. So he obviously apparently came in on a pinch hit roll and he had one hit and that was on Wednesday. So his average uh, was, is at 179 and tonight so far he has one at bat. He didn't get a hit there. His average has dipped to 178. And I really think Joey Gallo is not going to last very long. I mentioned last week because his uh, average is so bad, but also something I just looked at, and this is horrible. I mean, I, I don't know what the highest strikeout rates in baseball history have been over the course of a season. I know like Bobby Bonds, I think was like the strikeout leader, swing strikeouts, I mean, batting strikeouts, not pitching strikeouts in a season with like 200 but that may have been over the course of like 600 plate appearances or so. This is horrible. Joey Gallo has 236 official at bats so far this season. He has had 117 strikeouts. He is almost striking out 50% of the time. How does this man have a job? Trey Mancini's starting to look really good right about now. Uh, Trey Mancini got DFA'd. He got designated for assignment earlier this week. You chose poorly. Well, also, let's be nice to Trey Mancini. He's a cancer survivor. He's a real inspiration to a lot of people. So take it easy on the guy. I love Trey Mancini. Cannot say the same for Joey Gallo, though. Why are you on this podcast if you don't like Joey Gallo? You think about that. Let's open up episode 400. Hey me, say the open. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher! Control! Hey, before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 400, Submission 886. Tequila and Benetti. Tequila and Benetti aired on CBS from January 17th to April 17th of 1992. For 12 episodes, 10 aired, 2 unaired. Although Wikipedia says to April 17th, but the 10th aired episode, it says on Wiki, aired on April 18th. So who knows? And for those that care, those 12 episodes are four less than 
Uncle Croc's Block, the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show, JJ Starbuck, and the number of aired episodes of Salvage One. There you go. We're just going to make this as long as we can when we compare the number of episodes. So you might be here eventually for like five minutes of me going through all the shows that had 16 episodes. But I don't want to steal the thunder. Let's play some theme music. Close your eyes, boys. Think back to 1989. A small movie aired in the theaters starring Tom Hanks and a French Mastiff. Hold on. You telling me the guy from Bosom Buddies was in a movie with a dog? And that movie turned a surprisingly big profit at the box office. That got Hollywood thinking. TV spinoff? Now, the TV spinoff would eventually happen. And we will eventually cover it. And also, maybe one day the Disney Plus version of that movie. I was referring to the Disney Plus version of that movie. Wasn't there a TV show also from like the 90s? There was a, there was a TV movie. I don't know if it was a TV movie or a made-for-video sequel. Okay, well. But we gotta it, talk about Josh and that, I guess, one day. Oh, by the way, did you know he's in Oppenheimer? Yes. Josh Peck is in Oppenheimer. Who would have thought one day he'd be in a Christopher Nolan movie? What's Drake Bell doing? We don't talk about what Drake Bell's doing. No, for good reason. You know, Josh Peck was also in How I Met Your Father. Of course he's in How I Met Your Father. He's great on How I Met Your Father. Great in How I Met Your Father. Everybody on that show's great. Right now, we're not going to talk about Turner and Hooch. We'll have to settle as CBS did in 1992 for something similar to, but legally distinct from Turner and Hooch. Sort of a Turner and Hooch meets Look Who's Talking? What? Oh, this can't end well. No! Uh, Guys, do you realize this came 
from Donald Belisario. Um, Lead Donald Belisario. Yeah, Magnum PI Donald Belisario. CIS Donald Belisario. Yes. You're talking about the Donald Belisario that wrote on Black Sheep Squadron. I'll take that as a yes. So Donald Belisario did this, okay? Well, he had to do something that wasn't Quantum Leap at this time. Fair enough. We've seen Stephen J. Cannell have many different irons in the fire, as it were. He didn't just limit himself to the, as Chico said last week, he's a blank, she's a blank type of cop show. But we're falling into that trap this week too, Mike. You'll find out in a moment. Because this show pairs a rough, rugged, and ready policeman from New York City with a proud Italian heritage. He's so proud. He's like, hey, I'm an Italian cop. Hey, from New York City. Gonna get some pizza after I'm done solving a crime. He actually audibly speaks Italian in some scenes of this show. So he's got a proud Italian heritage, a rose-colored Cadillac convertible that he inherited from his father, and he ends up doing something terrible. So the story is... He shoots a girl who gets caught in gunfire as a means of starting over or just, you know, getting reassigned. He relocates to a beachfront Los Angeles precinct on temporary assignment, where he is paired with a widow of a policeman and... A large burrito-eating French Mastiff, who apparently is smarter than he is. So, yes, he's a New York City cop. She's a Los Angeles cop. That's a dog. They fight crime. Playing Nick Benetti, Nico Nick Benetti, Noted legendary actor Jack Scalia. You know what? If we were to to explain everything he's been in. Oh, we'd be here all night. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to say he's legendary. Oh, but his partner, his female partner is legendary, too. Oh, yes. Officer Angela Garcia, played by the brilliant... The beautiful, the talented Mariska Hargitay. Oh, yeah. Olivia Benson herself. Mm-hmm. Fun fact was almost the role of Dulcia in 1995's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Wow. But I don't know if it was injury or pregnancy, but she had to step back from the role that ultimately went to Gabrielle Fitzpatrick. So, Mariska Hargitay went on to star as Olivia Benson on one of the biggest shows on television right now. Lord knows what Gabrielle Fitzpatrick is doing. Playing the role of the voice 
of tequila. That's right. The dog has a voice. Brad Sanders. Now, he plays Gerald in one episode of the current version of The Wonder Years. He was in Scream the TV series. Oh, Jesus. What? (laughs) We talked about him before. We did? He was in Legends of the Superheroes. Oh, that's terrific. Who would he play in Legends of the Superheroes? I want to preface this by saying this is his character name. This isn't me talking. This is the writer of Legends of the Superheroes talking. He played Ghetto Man. Oh my, this didn't age well. Not even remotely. Speaking of things that didn't age well, playing the captain, Captain Midland Knight, who Benetti, Garcia, and Tequila all answer to Charles Rocket. Was there an episode where we asked all of them to find out who the F did it? Refer back to the episode where we talked about the sixth season of SNL, the Gene Domanian era. Yeah, that's how he got fired and basically everybody on the show that season got fired. Except for Joe Piscopo. Well, I said essentially everybody. Plus also, I think Eddie Murphy was there at that point. Yeah, he was their golden child. No I see what you intended. did there. No, no, no pun intended. But he, he was the, the saving grace of SNL. Playing Sergeant Nuzo. Yes. Just say it, Greg. Terry Funk. I'm so happy. Because <laughs> remember, we did talk about him in another Donald Barrosario joint because he was Carl Shiloh in the wrestling episode of Quantum Leap we covered about two years ago, which was a great episode of Quantum Leap. Oh, and we did talk about him in that one episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction where he basically killed the guy who played Jesse Ventura in the Jesse Ventura story. And he wrestled a dead guy for 45 minutes and didn't realize he was dead. I can guarantee you what Dave Meltzer's rating for that match was. Match sucked. Didn't happen in the Tokyo Dome. Didn't involve Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks. Star and a half. Oh, not two stars. He only gave it a star and a half. Yeah, Dave only gave it a star and a half, I bet. Crowd really got tired around the 20-minute mark. When, like, you could notice, like, the guy's... When he crapped his pants after he died. Oh, jeez. Because, you know, that does happen right after you die. You lose control. Maybe not immediately after you die, but soon after. Yeah. We, We know. We know. And then in lesser roles, as Detective Lee, we have W.K. Stratton, who is known mostly in a behind the scenes role nowadays. He worked on the Spy Kids universe, most notably Spy Kids for All the Time in the World and Machete. That's right. Machete is related to the Spy Kids. But also, W.K. Stratton, gosh, how much mileage have we gotten out of this show in like the last month or so? He played Captain Larry Casey on 36 episodes of Black Sheep Squadron. 
knew Black Sheep Squadron would become such a fixture in this podcast, and it's a show we haven't covered yet. And remember, it lasted a fair bit, so... Well, two seasons, season and a half. But also, I mean, we haven't even talked about the big star that came out of Black Sheep Squadron. John Larroquette. Fielding? They made you a judge? I want to be your love slave. Take me back to jail. And then we have as Gina, the Puerto Rican psychic that lives next door, that hears the inner monologue of tequila. Liz Torres, another legendary lady. Speaking on- of John Larroquette, though, the John Larroquette show. How about that little tie-in? We just talked about John Larroquette, and here's his co-star from the John Larroquette show. And John Larroquette show is rerunning Weekends on Rewind TV, so. And she was in 79 episodes of Gilmore Girls as Miss Patty. Oh, Gilmore Girls. She was a semi-regular on Break the Bank in 1976. So we've talked about her. She's by no means uh, a nobody. And we talked about her in Tucker's Witch. And in perhaps one of her first big roles, playing young Teresa Garcia, the daughter of Angela, Troy and Belisario, Donald Belisario's daughter. Of course, she of the Pretty Little Liars on Freeform. So what kind of madcap mayhem would follow Tequila and Benetti? Now, take into account, life isn't that darn easy for Benetti because he's a proud New Yorker, a proud Italian. He doesn't like Los Angeles. He doesn't like the ocean. He doesn't like the smog. He doesn't like the traffic. He doesn't like the earthquakes. He doesn't like anything about Los Angeles but he's also nesting some remorse about the girl he accidentally shot and things about California he just does not understand. Take all of that into account as we go over the many adventures of Tequila and Benetti, starting with Street Dogs. Tequila and Benetti are investigating the suicide of a wealthy, spoiled socialite Tequila believes it's a murder made to look like a suicide and tries to find a way to point this out to Benetti. Episode 2. Teach Your Children. Tequila and Benetti must catch a demented street preacher turned serial rapist who's stalking the promenade. Stakes become even higher when he kidnaps Officer Garcia's little daughter. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to stand for this. We have a minor role here, but uh, somebody who has played that little girl from that thing, she was in episodes of 90210 and Star Trek TNG at the time, playing Teresa Noli Thornton. I only bring that up because Star Trek TNG. Okay. We actually have a decent career in this episode playing Violet Richardson, Rosalind Cash, who was a stage actress mostly, but nominated for an Emmy for her production of Go Tell It on the Mountain. 
but you would probably, if you like really bad movies, remember her as Lisa in 1971's The Omega Man, Sarah Jackson in 1974's Uptown Saturday Night, and John M. Dahl in 1984's The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it. You're not missing much. You ever see uh, Peter Weller outside the RoboCop suit? No. It's, it's basically that. Oh, okay. Episode 3. The Rose Cadillac. Benetti's car gets stolen. This can't end well. His attempt to track the carjacker down takes Tequila and Benetti on quite a ride. Also, Benetti busts the beach magician and goes out on a date with Officer Garcia. Playing Link, one of the colorful characters that Tequila and Benetti meet, Tim Russ. From Star Trek Voyager. Tuvok. But also, remember, he's in the beginning of Star Trek Generations, because if you'll remember, he's on the crew of the Enterprise B, which is commanded by... Who commanded the Enterprise B at the beginning of Star Trek Generations, Chico? Riker? No. I haven't, I haven't Alan seen Ruck. Generations. Ah, see, I haven't seen Generations in 20 years, dude. Okay. A uh, second big name playing Big Marie, Lorraine Toussaint, who is still working as Aunt Bai in The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. But she was Almond Joy. Oh my God. She was Almond Joy in Hudson Hawk. Oh, and great. Yvonne V. Parker in Orange is the New Black. Again, oh. if we were to list everything she's been in, we'd but, be here forever. I know, but we mentioned Hudson Hawk, and you know, that's great. Hudson Hawk is an awesome movie. And then there was somebody else I wanted to bring up. Playing a man by the name of Frankie, an actor by the name of Lawrence H. Toffler. No, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, is it is it that one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Former contestant on Greed, physical trainer, and hosted season two of Finders Keepers. The syndicated run the of syndicated Finders. version. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't season two. It was the syndicated run. With the big color forms. Oh, God, I forgot about the color forms. Everybody forgot about the color forms. That was the main game, the color forms. How could you forget about the meat and potatoes of the game? It was the all meat, about the meat and potatoes was the was, house, yo. Everyone knows it was the house. And then that house would later get used for... The freaking Gordon Ramsay show. <laughs> Next level show. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past. That, that'll be in the favorite shows of 2023. But I love how Chico put it in the format sheet. Next level chef, but season two. Yes, season two, not season one. Fun fact, Larry Toppler attended Dwight Inglewood High School in Inglewood, New Jersey, along with Brooke Shields. And Mira Sorvino. Hold on a second. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This is the episode 400 edition of Who Are Three People That Have Never Been In My Kitchen? Although, to be honest, Brooke Shields, if you would like to be in my kitchen... Good night, everybody! You can, no, 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 no. If you want to cook something in my kitchen, that's fine. I'd be curious to have, like, whatever dessert you'd bake in my kitchen. Let me ask you a question, Greg. Were you ever a contestant on Finders Keepers? No. So you've never been in Larry Toffler's kitchen then? Okay. I would have been five when his version of Finders Keepers aired. I would have been eight, so no way am I going to be a contestant on Finders Keepers. That theme song, though. Uh, that guy from that thing is in this episode playing a guy named Mr. Kojimoto, and apparently this is a recurring role on this show. Rodney Kageyama. He played various levels of Japanese man in Home Improvement, Family Matters, Murder, She Wrote, Quantum Leap, Married with Children, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and 227. And he was an aide in previous entry, Tales of the Gold Monkey. There, you have your Tales of the Gold Monkey quota for the week. Episode 4, Language of the Heart. Benetti tries to convince a mentally challenged brother of a gangbanger to save his brother's life by helping him catch the <laughs> one responsible for a gang-related murder that started a gang war between his brother's gang and their rivals. Wait, wait, say that again. Say that first part again. Benetti tries to convince a mentally challenged brother of a gangbanger to <laughs> save... <laughs> I think I should throw a disclaimer in here. The laughter you hear is Greg's reaction that does not reflect me or Chico. I'm just laughing at the description. I'm just saying. Now we have another uh, sort of recurring character played by Oliver Darrow, who's basically a B-movie guy. But I bring him up because his name in this show is Sam Spade. Not that one, the other one. But he was on an episode of Silk Stockings, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't the man meat of the day. I know, Mike, you're sad. No, I'm waiting to say this one actor because I know you guys are going to get a rise out of it, even though it does absolutely nothing for me. In this episode, we don't have a character name, sadly. But the person playing this unnamed character is Marty Schiff. And the only reason I mention his name, he played Boners on Going Places, a series that Greg and Chico really appreciate. And I find a blip on my radar. Don't bury the lead, Mike. He was Herb Burford on Out of Control. I just like saying boners. Let's be honest. Out of control. Very underrated. Nobody talks about it. And to be honest, I know everyone, when they talk, Dave Collier wants to talk full house. But let's be honest. Real ones talk about out of control. Where do you think he got that stick from? Cut it out. I agree with you about out of control and Hearn Burford. But like I said, Boners on going places because you guys love going places and I could not care any less. 
Now, if you're keeping score, that's two references to Alan Ruck in this episode. Can we work in a third? I don't think so, but we'll try. I'm going to try. Okay, as a gangbanger in an early role. <laughs> oh, God, gangbanger. That was his character's name. That's what I'm laughing Gang at. member. <laughs> Francois Chow, who would go on to be that martial artist from that thing. You want to talk about a movie that Greg and I will no doubt remember? He played the Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Chica, you know who played Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? Who played Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? Kevin Nash. Shut your mouth. Yes! Big Sexy himself, Kevin Nash, was Super Shredder. You lying. No, it's true. By the way, he played three different characters in... 17 episodes total of Lost, which I didn't even think you could do. He played Dr. Pierre Chang, Dr. Edgar Hallowax, and Dr. Marvin Candle. Just for clarification, you're talking about the ABC series Lost, right? Right. Not the Lost Precinct. Not the Lost <laughs> Callback to 398 last week. Oh, jeez. One of the best moments of all time, along with AI Seven Finger McLean Stevenson. Hold on a second, guys. Guys. Now, last week I made AI McLean Stevenson at Dunkin' Donuts, right? Oh, oh no. So <laughs> Did you come up with no, no, no? I had AI McLean Stevenson at Dunkin' Donuts wearing a Joe Klecko jersey. And so here's the image, guys. Do you want to describe this image? Where should we start? Should we start with the fact that on the <laughs> jersey, the shoulders of the jersey have the number 22, but the front of the jersey has 11? I'm sorry, that's the first thing I noticed is the mismatching numbers. And then this bad mamma jamma over here looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Louis Anderson had a kid. <laughs> it's not a tumor! <laughs> it's not a tumor, is it up there? Oh! <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, Christ almighty. Like uh, I said last week, all AI computers, they need the, the Dickens beating out of them with ball-peen hammers and magnets. We need to destroy all AI before our world becomes consumed by it. Plus also, end the friggin' writer's strike, please. We have a recurring character named Sherry, and she's played by Mia Cottett. She was in a lot of future entries, let's just say that. Episode 5, Tale of the Dragon. Tequila and Benetti are working on a tough case of a serial killer who's killing surfers with a sniper. They team up with the lady sidekick who can hear Tequila's thoughts but thinks it's her late husband talking to her. What? 
this is the first appearance of Liz Torres's Gina Garcia. I have to wonder if she's related to Mershka Hargitay's character, either by law or by biology. Episode 6. A perfect match. Tequila and Benetti are working on the case of a female serial killer who finds her victims through a video dating service. Both Benetti and Captain Midland Knight, as Captain Midnight. Oh, jeez. Did we mention that Captain Knight is about as devoted to his police work as he is to try to sell a screenplay in Hollywood? Because that's important. Uh, also, it's not Midland, it's Midian Knight. Oh, Midian Knight. So actually, that makes more sense when you say Captain Midian Knight as Captain Midnight. So they're basically joining up as uh, Bates. Playing the role of Heather is Canada's favorite Ohioan, Marnie McPhail. If you had the Disney Channel in the early to mid-1980s, you saw her as Annie Edison in Guilty Pleasure TV show, The Edison Twins. And as Nick's date, Dana Sparks, who was in Cover Up on CBS, and also later seasons of Falcon Crest, replacing Jamie Rose as her character. Yeah, because as we all know, Jamie Rose went on to Lady Blue and that. You know, that, yeah. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> And as a man by the name of Lloyd, we have Robert Clotworthy, who was, oh my gosh, he is the narrator in The Curse of Oak Island and Ancient Aliens. So he's basically History Channel's go-to narrator. Amazing. He was also the voice of Charlie in the 2019 version of Charlie's Angels. Oh, Greg, you're going to like this. Playing Nicole, Deborah Pratt. That's right, the wife of the time of Donald Belisario. And co-creator of Quantum Leap, I believe. Episode 7. Fetch this, pal! A bomber is terrorizing the city. Tequila must take the test that all dogs must pass to officially become police dogs. Benetti clashes with his ex-wife's jerk cop boyfriend. And Captain Knight tells the tragic story of his late pet dog. Oh. But hold on. Playing the canine unit leader in this episode. James Tolkien who you'd best know as Principal Strickland in the Back to the Future trilogy. Slacker! Speaking of people we've talked about before, playing Rod Derrick, a canine unit officer, John Calvin, who was in all 22 episodes of Tales of the Gold Monkey. John Calvin was Howie! In the Paul Lynn show. That's right. Episode eight. Wonder Dog. 
An ad agency wants Heroic Tequila to be the star of their commercials for a home security company. But Eddie helps Knight negotiate Tequila's contract, only to realize that the security firm may be tied to a string of deadly burglaries. One time for the 400th. Uh-oh! Uh-oh. Episode 9, Brooklyn and the Beast. Famous newsman Arturo Medina launches a crusade against Tequila and Benetti in his reports simply to gain more audience share. He's a bad man. Arturo Medina, played by legendary actor of stage and screen, Tony Plana. He was Ignacio Suarez, Betty's dad, in all 85 episodes of Ugly Betty. Playing Frank Avalon, Dean Butler, Moondoggy from the New Gidget, if you remember that. It's the New Gidget, oh no. He was also Almanzo James Wilder in 65 episodes of Little House on the Prairie. Episode 10. And this is the last episode to air. Mama. Bonetti is shocked to learn that his mom, Rose, is going out on a date with Captain Knight. What? What? This also pushes her insanely jealous ex, Stefano, over the edge. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Well, what a great note to go out on, at least on the air. Playing Mama Rose, Carol Lawrence. I know she's done the games from back in the day, but I also know that she is a recurring teacher on Saved by the Bell. Yes. Also in this episode, playing Big Eddie, Phil Fondacaro, noted little person actor, and playing Stefano, the jealous ex-husband of Rose Benetti, Al Ruscio, sadly no longer with us, but he was in Showgirls, and that's all I'll say about that. And in a role as a theater usher, speaking of people who are on Saved by the Bell, Jeremiah Burkett, who we will talk about in an episode of this podcast later on this year. Episode 11, this is one of the two episodes that did not air in the U.S., but did air abroad. Runts of the Litter. The criminal who used to own Tequila finds him and gets Tequila to team up with him again to commit crime. But Eddie must rescue his canine friend before he crosses the point of no return. And the final episode, Real Life. An action star joins Tequila and Benetti, who are investigating a gangland hit to do research for his next role of a hard-boiled cop, but gritty reality ain't no movie. The actor's name is Chad Rydell. He is played by John Dequino, who we talked about in previous entry, That's My Bush. Aside from that, he was the president, Richard Martinez and Corey in the house. And that's the show. Normally I would ask, what happened? But I read the reviews of this show. They were not kind. 
I've got the Entertainment Weekly review here. In a recent episode, Scalia's Benetti managed to combine poor tastes with hostile sexism while explaining why he thought a dead woman hanging from an apartment ceiling wasn't the suicide everyone else thought she was. Beautiful women don't hang themselves, he said blithely. They take pills so they look good in the coffin. Yeah, he said that. Benetti and sometimes foolish actors hang themselves in bad shows. And they don't look good at all. The next time I want Talking Animal TV, I'll find the Mr. Ed rerun. That was Ken Tucker of Entertainment Weekly giving the show a D minus. Oh, what a shocker. Ken Tucker being pissy about a show he doesn't like. Ooh. But uh, Howard Rosenberg of the Los Angeles Times found the show was largely nitwitty, but almost watchable. In watching some of these episodes, I'm thinking to myself, we have a gritty crop drama that doesn't know whether or not it wants to be funny. Is it a cop drama that wants to be funny, or is it a cop comedy that wants to be serious? Who knows, and who cares? Let's take a look at the schedule, shall we? Oh yeah, I really want to know what this was up against. It was up against... Oi. Yeah, you're not beating these. Well, you might beat Baby Talk and Perfect Strangers. You're definitely going to beat whatever was on Fox at the time, but you are not beating Garth Brooks in his prime. Because that's what NBC was airing at 9 o'clock on Friday. This is Garth Brooks. Well, of course it's Garth Brooks. The next week, Baby Talk and Perfect Strangers totally beat Tequila and Benetti, and it just kept going down from there. It just went off a cliff. America was like, no, we don't want to watch this show about a dog and his top partner. This got revived in Italy! What? Yes! They revived this in Italy in 2000. Did this last any longer than this? No, particular? no, no, it no, no, it did not. But they had Bonetti back in the remake with they a got, new. Yeah. They got Jack Scalia back. Yes, they got Jack Scalia back. And he's with a new tequila. And they're solving crimes together. And everybody's Italian. Hey, we're in real Italy. Where all the real pizza is. Hey, I talk Italian, but people look at me funny because I'm an American. I'm a pesca dell'acqua. That's fish out of water in Italian, by the way. I did the research. Well, yeah, fish out of water. You know, I sure would like to have a fish out of water come out right now. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, that's the big man. That's the big man. That's the G-Man's theme music. What's the G-Man doing here? Hey, everybody. It's me. It's the G-Man. I'm here for episode 400, guys. G-Man. It's so terrific that you're here. 
to celebrate our 400th episode. Oh yeah, I had to uh, come on and celebrate, guys. I hear you're talking about Tequila and Benetti, and uh, I gotta be honest, guys. Uh, I I gotta I have a confession to make. You thought we were actually gonna drink tequila for you? No, I got oh, okay. a confession to make. This show absolutely sucked. I understand, G-Man. It's a show about a... Dog. Like, yeah, the, the dog, what? He's supposed to he, you're, he, hear his thoughts? He doesn't even talk? No. I feel ripped off. I haven't been that ripped off since the last episode about Salvage 1. Yeah, what was up with that? It's like, uh, they went up into space and like they didn't go into space all the time yeah i don't understand what the deal with that was g-man but um oh hey g-man do you want to meet somebody hey g-man it's uh it's me alan thick oh alan thick oh i've been wanting to meet you for such a long time yeah i mean oh I heard that you ran the skate shop in Skeeter Day. Thomas yeah. Tattoo! Yeah. Oh, that's one sick-ass tattoo we got there, G-Man. All right, uh, guys, just hang out over in the corner. I don't want them hanging out with me, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh God. This, Johnny, is, this is going... Johnny, is... if you don't want to hang out with them, just don't hang out with them. Fine. What making... the hell are you doing to my podcast? I, 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 You know what? There was one person from the recurring cast that I have not seen in a long time. I was hoping he'd be here for episode 400. No, well. I know wherever you are, Whammy, but I wish you were here. We haven't seen you in forever. What if I said I took the whammy to school with me and I made it my hall pass? Oh, okay. The kids need to understand uh, the greatness of the whammy. So wait, the whammy's now occupying your hall? Wait a second. Hold on. Oh my god, he's in Chico's room! Hello! Do you know me? You're a f***ing poster! You're the imposter, the imposter. You're the fake. You're the fake. You're the fake. You're a phony. You're a big, fat phony. When did this turn into a Spider-Man meme? Hold on. So we have the whammy, but we also have his Earth 2 doppelganger. Yeah, don't you see my mustache? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but whammy i haven't seen you in such a long time what have you been doing oh i've been moving house with elizabeth Banks. you know she's not helping me one bit i'm not talking to you fake whammy i'm talking to the real whammy right here <laughs> just been sitting at mike's desk at work being a whole pass okay <laughs> Well, you got to do something with the strike going on right now. Ain't that right? Nope. <laughs> I got nothing to promote, Greg. I've been a f***ing whole pass. 
And even if he did have something to promote, he's not legally allowed to promote it because and the strike people. And the... I can promote that I've been a whole pass for the last couple months. It's a living. I don't see Angelian anywhere, whammy. No, that's later on this month there, Greg. Oh, that's right. So what can we say? He's a cop. She's a cop. He's a police dog. They fight crime. And in 1992, it was a thing on TV. It was a thing on TV. I guess the entire world was just not ready for this. Don't tell that to Tom Hanks, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How can we end this landmark show? Well, hold on a second, guys. I got an idea of how I can end this. Guys, it's time for a special episode 400 rendition of eBay Prices Right. Play the music, everybody. Okay, guys, you'll remember maybe a couple months ago I got this. An autographed Star Trek cord of John Shuck. You bought it! Remember a couple months ago I bought this? Well, no, I've been looking on eBay for one for like about four or five months, and I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. So I did buy this. But guys, this is not what you're going to be bidding on. I was about oh, to say because the, I was about to say because the price tag is still on that. Yeah, thing. obviously. But instead, you're going to be bidding on this. Now, guys, remember last week we discussed somebody, and I said I wasn't going to say anything. Well, guys, I got also from that same Star Trek set this autograph card of. Robert Hooks from Star hey. Trek 3. As a reminder, he's the admiral that said, hey, don't go to Genesis, Jim. No. It's a bad place, man. And Jim Kirk totally went to Genesis, and he got court-martialed later, and in Star Trek 4, he got devoted to Captain. But then, they were like, you know what, Jim? You did such a great job saving us from the whale probe. We're going to promote you to a starship. And I bet John Shuck, who's told us that those regulations by Starfleet were outrageous, was like, that is some You know he said that. Alright, so what you're going to be bidding on is, you're going to be bidding on the buy it now price I paid for the Robert Hooks autograph card, plus the shipping and handling. So here's how it's going to work. The minimum bid's going to be $5. The maximum bid's going to be 25 so we're doing uh, Bill Cullen prices, right? Rules? No, okay. no, 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 no. You're just gonna you're just gonna have a set minimum price you're gonna bid on, and a set maximum price. Just one bid. Okay. So, Mike, anywhere between five and twenty five dollars. Eleven ninety five. Eleven ninety five, Chico. I know you hate money, so I'm going to go with sixteen dollars. Eleven ninety nine. For Mike, $11.95. $11.95 for Mike, $16. Okay. I paid $9. 
the shipping and handling. $5.05 for a total of $14.05. Mike wins. Now, I'm curious, how much did you pay for the John Shuck? Uh, I paid about maybe $12.99 for this. For the Shuck? Yeah. I, I don't remember. see him going for about $15 to $20 on eBay. That's yeah. not bad. No. But I'm going to like try to collect like a whole bunch of sets of people we've talked about on this podcast. So this is two of them. So I'm going to try to collect like sets of these. I know there's some Charlie Brill autograph cards from when he was in the Troubled Tribbles and the Deep Space Nine sequel episode. Well, Greg, I do the same. Uh, I've been doing that uh, for the last uh, year or so, trying to get autographs of people that we've talked about on the show. And remember, the first eBay Price is Right item that one of us purchased was the Bob Golick and his brother, Mike Golick, on that gold standard card from like two years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I don't know if we talked about all these people, but I have these actually up here in my office, in my personal collection, never to be sold or traded or anything like that. Just real fast. And I think we've seen some of these on the show over the course of uh, a couple of years. Orson Bean? Yeah. That's Twilight Zone. Yeah, fortunately. And that one was only like about $11 purchase. And that was on card. That wasn't a sticker. Fred Willard? Yep. Oh, that one's not leaving my collection. Fred Willard is a legend. Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about this guy, but you know how much I love Naked Guns, so this is not leaving my collection. Oh. Leslie Nielsen? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the green ink. The green ink from uh, uh, 2011 after he died. Yeah. And this one I just got, I want to say about six months ago. Uh, Yeah, it must have been like the week after the reboot of Night Court started because... We all know how much I love OG Night Court. Richard Mall. Yeah. And actually, from one of the, I think the same Star Trek set that you mentioned earlier, John Larroquette actually has a card in that. Yeah. Because remember, it's real he was expensive. It's like $75. Oh, yeah. But remember, he was Maltz in Star Trek 3. And Pico, let's remember, he did not deserve to live. But Kirk was like, yeah, I'll kill you later. He didn't because he lied because he's Jim Kirk. And that's what he does. Yeah. But guys, I got one more thing before we close this out. You're not going to believe this. I had chat GPT write a sea shanty about us reaching 400 episodes. Now, I'm not making this up. It actually did make a sea shanty. So. I'm going to read the she shanty for you. Okay. Verse one. Gather round, ye listeners. True and bold. A tale of podcasts. A story to be told. It was a thing on TV. A journey so grand. Reaching 400 episodes across the land. Chorus. Oh, it was a thing on TV. A podcast so bright. 400 episodes with a marvelous sight. From obscure shows to pop culture delight. They've sailed through it all with all their might. Verse 2. In the world of TV oddities and more, they've explored the forgotten, the bizarre galore. With Hubert insight, they've sailed the waves through nostalgic waters like daring buccaneers brave. Repeat chorus. 
Verse 3. From retro game shows to commercials of old, they've shared tales untold with stories to unfold, with hosts so charismatic and laughter in the air. They've created a community that's beyond compare. Repeat chorus. Verse 4. Through years of recording, they've kept the ship afloat, sailing through topics that many thought remote. As they hit this milestone, 400 strong, their legacy of entertainment will forever belong. Repeat chorus. Outro. So let's raise a cheer to this podcast glory. 400 episodes. What a remarkable story. It was a thing on TV, an adventure so true. Here's to the hosts and their loyal crew. I'm getting a little tear in my eye. That was pretty amazing. That is about as good a dedication as I think I've ever heard. And you know what? We have to give it up to the loyal crew. And by the loyal crew, I, of course, mean you guys who have been listening through all 400 of these episodes. I mean, I said it before, I'll say it again. Without you guys, we are nothing. We're just three guys looking at each other through a Zoom camera talking about television. I'm just amazed anyone would listen to this. Oh, people are going to listen to it. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to say why, but sometime, probably in the next two months, you're going to hear about our podcast nationally. Nationally. Big time. Oh. I cannot say anything. I don't want to get in any sort of legal problems. But I will definitely, A, give you guys a heads up when I can legally say something about it, including where to watch. But also, B, when this airs, I'm going to try to put audio into the first episode after this national buzz or national promotion, because I'm hoping we're going to get a little influx of listeners. We're going to sort of kind of hit the big time. Probably, I'm expecting in late September, I think. I don't have any dates right now, but again, once I can legally share it, I'll share it with you guys, and you guys can watch that day, and and it'll be just absolutely amazing. Okay. I believe in you, man. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. I know when... You don't have to believe in me. Trust me. Like I said, this just happened this past week. I know Greg knows about it. I know Chico knows about it, but I really want to keep it in the circle of friends until I have like the okay to say, hey, this is going to happen on this on such and such a day. But we're definitely a going to have like a lot of promotion, but also B, a semi famous celebrity got interested in our podcast again gonna hold off on that for probably about two months okay stay tuned there's gonna be stories well it's been a great 400 episodes so you can always go back to our website it was the thing on tv.com where you can listen to all the 399 episodes preceded this you can listen to all sorts of the bonuses we got live shows instant reactions director's cuts remasters of past episodes all sorts of great stuff and also remember, we're on various social media platforms at It Was a Thing on TV, except for Facebook, where we're at It Was a Thing on TV podcast. And don't forget, we are on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to stay up to date on future uploads. And for next week, well, guys, 
Do you remember a couple of years ago when we covered the gobbledygooker and it was hilarious? Oh, it was epic. Well, imagine the gobbledygooker combined with Shacked and a Fool. Yeah. I'm sorry, what dog here? Yeah. Okay. And it's the most epic, hilarious blooper in the history of professional wrestling. And it's the 30th anniversary of it. So we're going to honor it next week. But also, we're going back to school. I went back to school. uh, Rather, I should say my students went back to school. They just started on Monday. So I'm already a week into the school year. And around the country, maybe you started your school year in the last week or two, or maybe you're a week or two or three away from school starting, but we're going to do back to school. And we're going to talk about a reality show where roles were reversed. And also for the first time since uh, I believe episode four, episode three, episode four, we will have a special guest. Yes. Somebody besides myself and Chico and Greg will be here to talk about his experiences on that program. Yes, we actually have a quasi-celebrity joining us next week. And also, before all of that, we have a live watch because Susan St. James, patron saintess of this podcast, Celebrating a birthday, and Greg and I are going to watch a birthday girl's movie. Now, yeah. She's not in the movie. No, but Richard Mall's in the movie. But Richard Mall is in the movie. Yes. And I've got to be honest, I watched like maybe three minutes of it before we started taping this episode. I said to myself, What the? Oh, geez, I need to get the sensor button out for that. If Greg says all of that, you can be assured of at least B-plus grade material Oh yeah, in the live watch. So stay tuned for the live watch. Stay tuned for next week's episodes, including that special one on Thursday with our special guest. <laughs> And all of that is coming in the weeks to come right here on It Was a Thing on TV. For Greg, for Mike, for the whammy, for the fake whammy, thank you ever so much for listening to us these past 400 episodes. Let's do another 400, all right? Wow! I'm a fool from Batola, the best of the breed. Tequila's my name, and you can follow my lead. I eat burritos for breakfast, bad guys for lunch. But Eddie's my partner, he can take a punch. I don't like cooks, and I hate leashes. I love kids' house pets and red hot beaches. One's dirty, the other hairy. It's exciting sometimes. There's Tequila and Benetti premieres Friday. Nuova Citroen ZX Black. La station wagon compatta presenta. Martedì su Italia 1. Doppio appuntamento con la coppia di sbirri più simpatica della TV. Scommetto che Tequila è più bravo di tutti i suoi cari. Tu sei troppo fiducioso, poi te ne pedi. Entrambe le vittime erano clienti della stessa agenzia video appuntamenti. Sono Nico Bonetti, vengo da Brooklyn. Mi chiamo Tequila, mettetevi in fila. Quando mi vedrai, eh? voglio che tu faccia finta che io sia un ladro. E mi attacchi. Hai, hai, hai.
Ma quanto è scemo sto poliziotto? Tequila e Bonetti. Martedì alle 20.30 su Italia 1. È il cane più brutto che abbia mai visto. Eh, ha parlato all'endelopo.